This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And I'm here on an amazing show. Listen, I am so pumped about today's show. I've got such an amazing treat for you. We've got an Olympic gold medalist and world champion. We have the amazing Robert Esme in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. And Robert, me and Robert, we're going to be talking about some amazing conversations because we're both from athletic backgrounds. Uh, But Robert is seen as what we call, a.k.a. the speed doctor, which I absolutely love. Um, Robert was uh, part of the the 4x100-meter relay team which won the Olympic gold medal for Canada. Uh, so if you follow athletics and you love the Olympic Games, then you're going to know which era he comes from. Um, but he's a two-times world and Olympic world champion gold medalist in sprinting. Um, he's a successful entrepreneur, and he's an, is a, an amazing speaker as well. And uh, he's going to be joining us over in Toronto today. Uh, for you guys that are listening in, you're in for a real treat. So... If you're listening to us live, do me a favor, use the hashtag live or use the hashtag replay because, again, we love interaction. We love engagement. So, again, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay, okay? And for you guys that are, uh, if you have any questions, we love interactivity, okay? So, do me a favor, PLC, post, like, or comment on the comment section below. You can do that by posting on here. If you're following me or listening to me on LinkedIn or on YouTube, Make sure you subscribe to uh, myself either on LinkedIn or on YouTube. Same for Robert as well. And click on the bell notification so that every time you post content, you're not going to miss out, right? So um, if you guys are listening on to the podcast, we'll make sure we'll put all the podcast notes in the button below. Anyway, I'm super pumped, super excited. Like literally, you can tell by my energy is at such a high level today. Uh, and, and I literally just come back uh, from vacation, which is probably even more uh, in abundance. But listen, I want to get straight into today's conversations. So listen, without further ado, Robert, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. What great energy. I'm telling you, <laughs> just your introduction, your, your, your facial expression, your, your vocabulary, your energy. I'm loving it. I'm loving to go with this. Once again, you got a great name, Strong. Come on, folks. It's your weekend. Let's get into the weekend nice. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, I'm really looking forward to today's show. I really am. And uh, it's a real privilege as well, being able to, because you must be like super busy. I know that, you know, you're a, you're a retired athlete now, but I guess, you know, once even if, once you retire, right, you know, you become your life becomes even more hectic, right? You know, you have to, you know, you have to learn new trades and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, Robert? Good, Good to go. go. Perfect. Good to go. Perfect. 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 So, listen, um, I want to kind of like get into the gist of things because I know that um, some of our audience members, they, you know, it, you know, I mean, you're a Canadian sprinter or was a Canadian sprinter. You're retired now. 
you're based in Jamaica, right? So that's where you're from originally, where your family's from. Like, how did, I'd, I'd love to kind of start off the conversation. Like, how did you develop the appetite to wanting to become a sprinter, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's not one of those, you know, it's not one of those things where you think you just wake up one day and think, oh, I want to become like one of the fastest men in, in the world. <laughs> like, where did that appetite come from? Was it like you were inspired by some of the like Frankie Fredericks of the days or, you know, I'd love to know what your thought process behind that was. Um, for myself, my Olympic fire lit uh, in 1988. I was watching uh, the Seoul Korea Olympics. Um, I saw the, the sunshine, the light on the Ben Johnson's muscle. We saw all the media hype bleeding with Carl Lewis, the long-legged strided guy coming in, the Ben versus Carl, uh, U.S. versus the rest of the world. Uh, so, Love it. And you can see... Everything about it was like electrifying. My eyes watching with my mom, and my mom loved her Ben Johnson. Oh my God! She said, "Oh Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, oh, that's her baby." <laughs> I was, you know, I thought maybe psychologically she might be cheating on my daddy. You know how much she loved her Ben Johnson, <laughs> right? But anyway, we're jumping on the bed, and Ben about to come out of the blocks. I remember, like before the the actual race, he just did a warm up practice. And the whole yep. stadium shook. So I was like, wow. And then came out the blocks, leading the way. Uh, about 20 meters out, he's got his hand up in victory, the muscles, everything popping. My mom's excited. We're jumping for joy. And I remember we woke up the next morning and we heard about the drug bus. And I was heartbroken. I was right. devastated. Um, because in the news, it wasn't a Canadian athlete tested positive. Jamaica disgraced Canadian. It, and I just came from Jamaica. So the womb is, you know, close to the heart and the vest. And, right. you know, I started crying and I'm like, I need to do something about this. I want to take on a challenge to wear Jamaica's name and Canada's pride. And that was the, I guess, the ignite to start the engine. to I want to sort of rewritten the history books. And that's how I got into track um, to go love after that. it. Love that. Love that. It's kind of like taking your pain into glory. Do you know what I'm saying? Take it from pain to glory. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Love that. Love that. that. You know, and we all have our own stories about getting into, you know, whether it be Olympic uh, athletics or football or whatever the discipline is, right? We all have our story. And I suppose we, your, your story is very unique to you. And I love that. I, lo I love that. So that's, that's pretty cool stuff. So... Um, what I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I suppose you must have, there must have been so many challenges, like mentally and emotionally, you know, being a, as an athlete, right? You must have gone through some yeah. huge mental challenges and kind of conditioning yourself to be the best in the world. But what was some of the, like, what, if you was to like summarize, say, maybe your top three mental challenges, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of like, trying to get your head around the whole kind of like, well, okay, I'm going to put my head to being the best in the world. Like, what would you say your top three were? One of them, definitely I would say the loss of my father um, to journey through my teenagehood um, and getting his guidance and sort of his approval right. <laughs> in certain things was a challenge for me. Um, and one of the other thing was, didn't have enough knowledge and expertise in the training department um, and getting help 
And my coach at the time, um, he became more of a business manager than right. a coach. <laughs> so as I get better in athletic, um, his role changed more into the management style where I lost a lot of money in that process because that trust factor became a father figure to me. And all the stuff he's doing on the scene and getting sponsorship. There was so many sponsors I heard that was on board that I found out after. <laughs> I fired him at the end of 95, going into 96. So that was another big challenge that sort of shifted my, my path. Um, but still to the game. And I think the last piece of that trial and tribulation was um, going into 96. Uh, there was so many... There's, there's a lot of alpha dogs in the house, right? right. I'm the kid right. of the alphas, right? I'm, I'm the baby lion. And I'm, I'm competing at a level where I should not be at that age. And there's other guys in the, in the den say, hey, you can't do this without my permission. And I'm like, I'm going to whoop you. What, 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 right? I'm a sprinter. I'm a competitor. So I ruffled up some of the feathers in that area. So when I got into Atlanta, um, they were trying to keep me off the team. But I was working within certain part of the rules where if you re-ran after the Olympic trials, you have to be re-ran within two weeks before the game starts, before the relay starts. Because I didn't make the individual uh, event. I was coming off an injury. So I fifth at the Olympic trials. So top three, made the, in a sense, made the individual events. So I'm part of the relay squad. So to be able to contribute on that day, I had to, by the time the relay start, I had to be at top four within that time of re-race to be ranked, which I was third going into the relay. But that. they tried to push me aside. And I, I said, well, I didn't hurt it. Um, I think that was probably one of the most difficult time for me because you know you earn yourself that position. But people, I'm playing politics and manipulation and racism <laughs> within that time scenario. Wow. Um, but, but one thing I, I've learned was, you know, who God bless, no man curse. And I was very spiritual. You know, I tell people, I go to church on Saturdays, on Seventh-day Adventists, I'm at Baptist on Sunday. I got enough Jesus in me to last. That's the system I grew up in. So uh, that allowed me to find the calmness within the storm. And as things start happening, yes, it hurt a little bit more, but I trusted God to do his job and help me and guide me through that, that scenario. So I said to myself, all right, God, I'm going to let you take this. I'm gonna, right? So I trained every morning, six o'clock. I got up and prepared myself because the first round was 930. Because my philosophy, if you're going to race at 930, you got to be up by 637, wake your body up, do everything. Preparation equals opportunity equals success. That's my formula. So I still warmed up, although they told me I wasn't running, right? And through the process, but I'm learning. So I started to view what was happening from a different lens, right? Um, as, a, as a competitor, studying the body language, studying the behavior, studying everything involves speed on the opposite side. So, so I started viewing things through that lens and I'm like, we're not gonna win unless I run. So as the first round happened, um, I predicted it happened. The second round, I predicted before it happened. Within there, um, I said, uh, if we don't go, if I don't go in, we ain't going to win. So they sort of call an emergency meeting and says, we're not going to run without Robert. So 
three outvoted one. It's time for me to show right. up. And the first, right. first thing I did, I looked up in the sky and I said, you know, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and I said to my father spiritually, thanks for looking out. <laughs> right? but, uh, and, I, I, and I stayed humble at that moment because I was ready to go off like a lightning, right? Wow. My mouth was like, yeah, right? So at the end of the day, I, I tried to stay humble and be grateful for the opportunity. And then I started coming up with a whole plan, um, how we're going to win. So I started right. thinking of the corner of the race, attack it like a straightaway, position my block a certain way, hold the baton areas. When I give it, we can save time. Um, change the vocabulary in the passing word because everybody's going to say stick like a bunch of idiots. Shorten that five-letter word, make it a two-letter word, easy, simple to memorize. So all those areas, I'm figured if I can cut these off second, thousands of a second, we give a chance to win because we're an American sort, right? So by doing that and get the haircut, be famous in the meantime. So all that planning coming phrase, now it's time to show time, right? So I, you know, during the Olympics, and it's a big thing right now where athletes can't use branding and different nonsense. I wore my sponsor's hat and different things during the Olympics, which you're not supposed to, but I already talked to them. They're willing to go to court and bring lawyers just in case they sue me. But I was prepared to disrupt that area because I, that happened to go to a lawsuit, which now in turn, I'm in, the, I'm in the front press of those things. It means more money for me, more money for my sponsor. So <laughs> I have to think globally, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing all the global stuff. So I'm the type of person I think outside the box. And, right. um, but yeah, I, um, at that moment, that opportunity um, and that stressful moment allowed me to relax view through a different lens to contribute to the success love that love that love that you know you mentioned there was a few things that i want to pick up from your conversation because you said that you had to uh deal with a lot of resistance whether it be the color of your skin whether it be the fact that they felt like that you weren't ready or whatever it is where did that resistance come from was that from the canadian national team or was that just in the olympics in general not the clinic, the head of the Canadian uh, organization, and um, I think they're, I think they're now banning the sports um, wow. for track and field for Canada. But that's the level of stuff we were dealing with. Even they were betting <laughs> some of the team betting against us, <laughs> literally that's betting crazy. money that we, 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 yeah, yeah. So, but as I said, you know, who God bless, no man curse, and I'm a blessed brother. Love that, love that, love that, love that, love that. Some cool stuff. Um, what I was going to say, you know, it's interesting because in sprinting, I mean, we're talking about hundreds, if not thousands per second is the difference between winning gold and silver, right? And I, and I guess for you, yep, I absolutely. guess my next question is, like, how do you, in particular, as an athlete, and you're, you would have gone through a lot of adversity in terms of losing a lot of races, but also in terms of trying to perfect, like not only your technique and also just trying to shave even the like one thousandth of a second off. Like how do you deal with the whole kind of like loss? Well, there's two questions there. How do you deal with loss? First of all. And secondly, how do you get around the whole kind of like dealing with perfectionism with regards to like, oh crap, I'm like one one thousandth of a second off. Like, because you, you're, you've got to be perfect at every stage, you know, and I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, things that you're visualizing in your mind about like, 
you know, with regards to like stride technique or, you know, yeah. even mm -hmm. the biomechanics and whatever it is. But I'd love to kind of like dabble into that because there's a kind of like a, an interesting conversation. Love that. Yeah, I have a couple of different views in those areas. Uh, I'm self-motivated. So for me, it's all about fascination of speed and how to get better. So when I look at myself, um, I'm the smaller version. Females are bigger than I am. So I have to think of how can I get faster? How can I develop? And knowing that I will not ruin every races, all right? So I accept that early. But what I accept, I don't look at wins and loss. I look at opportunities to improve, right? So for instance, when I started in high school, my first big meet was Martinique, where in the race was all Olympians, uh, all the way up to lane seven, except for me, high school, lane eight. Carl Lewis was in the race. Um, Cheeto, your mom, um, you know, the Nigerian twins, Frankie Fred, it's a whole stack of them. I got yeah. last. I, they, they wanted like 10-1. I went like, uh, I think it was like 10-9. <laughs> like you got, today you have to take an Uber to come get me a couple of times. To, but <laughs> when I went back to the drawing board was, how can I improve this over the next three years? I lined up against Carl Lewis in 93. I did that in 1991. I mean, 1990. So 1993, I lined up against Carlos in Stuttgart. I'm in the quarterfinals. I looked up to him and said, sir, you don't remember me. But in Martinique, you went like 10-1. And I was dead last. You don't remember anything about me. But you also beat my friend Ben Johnson uh, in Seoul. Got a little something for you. I'm the Flash. <laughs> 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 I, my nickname back then, right? I'm the Flash. Be prepared to get some spanking today. He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> right. And I went, and in that race, I went 10-26. He went 10-11. Uh, so I got second in that race, right? And he says, who are you again? I said, no disrespect, sir. Robert Esme, but the North Flash will be famous. From that day... What I learned from there is it's not about winning and losing in certain things. It's about learning and developing. So I look at life and I look at different races like that. How can I improve? How can I get better? But one thing I, I definitely believe in winning and losing is at the championship. I do not like to lose at a championship. It's showtime. Right. I've worked very hard. People were paying in the money to come and watch me. So when I show up at a meet, mentally, emotionally, and physically, I am ready to compete at the highest level. <laughs> And I, anyone who's in that race, they better come with the A game because guess what? I too have an opportunity to break a world record. And that's how I see things. If he beats me in the semi and break a world record, he better do a damn thing in the finals because I'm coming back, <laughs> right? And that's how I look at life and I treat it. So you have to work on self-development and to get better. Um, and loss, if you want to call the word loss, how can I grow from it? How can I improve? And that's what I do. I go in and take my biomechanics on my arm speed i work on my hip speed i work on my leg speed i work on my foot speed and i figured if i can get all four together and develop those muscles and make them faster if i can put them all together i should own a world record right and in practice i've actually run nine sixes and faster in practice i just wasn't able to put it in a race cool absolutely 100 percent. what about um <clears throat> robert what about perfectionism because i know that um i don't know i know that i've interviewed a lot of athletes whether it be they're in gymnastics um, and, you know, dealing with the perfect score and stuff like that, you know, because they're graded by judges and stuff. And even though us 
field and tra- track and field athletes were not graded as such by judges, there is still an element of our, our enemy is our time effectively, right? So we've got to make sure that everything is kind of perfect. How do you deal with perfectionism? Like, do you believe it exists in athletics? And if so, how do you deal with it? I guess the mindset of the athletes of how they view things. I never really necessarily view of perfectionist. I look at how can I improve? How can I make myself better each time? Right. right. Each time I go out there, how can I improve on that? And by setting that, it allows room for mistakes. It allows room for development. It allows you to, to grow uh, in a healthy, mental, physical aspect way. <laughs> With this perfectionist piece, can create a lot of destruction, a lot of heartaches and different things, emotionally, mentally, and psychologically. So I try to remove myself away from that and how can I get better each day and improve? And that's including athletically, off the field and on the field. And that overall, that makes you, I think, a rounded, better person. And you can live and look in the mirror and be happy because sometimes the perfection is they're not happy, right? And overall, you need to be happy and love what you do. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. For you guys that are listening in, in to us live, by the way, um, I'm with the uh, Olympic gold medalist and world champion, Robert Esme. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, use, the, uh, use the comment in the comment, sec- comment section below uh, and use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. And again, if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure that you uh, follow this particular podcast. And if you have any questions, reach out to myself or Robert as well through uh, our social media links. We'll pull the links below and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's all good. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, interestingly, a question, especially with a lot of our listeners. They're very, a lot of them are entrepreneurs, right? Similar to yourself, similar to me, right? We're entrepreneurs, okay? And they're so hooked on about com- competitors, right? I mean, you touched a little bit about, you know, your, um, you, you know, your, your kind of like interaction with, with Ben, right? But the yeah, fact yeah. of the matter is, is that who do, like from exa- for example, they're so like obsessed with trying to beat their competitors. How does running a business, especially in your like, how do you? I mean, do you still use that competitive appetite from athletics into business, or do you see it? Do you, do you kind of like turn it on its head and, and 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 like kind of look at it from a different perspective? What's your take on that? I I'm a very quietly competitive business person. Um, but I, for me, you know, um, when I was in retail, um, when I managed that company, my first goal is to learn any other competition, right? And some people don't like competition next to them. I go set up shop next to them and then close them down in a year. I love that kind of competition, you know? So, um, but as I get wiser and has mentor along me in the business sector, I've learned a couple of things. Uh, one, um, try to own piece of a company, right? Stop trading in time for money. Have some value just in case. That's sort of your, your residual, right? Have some ownership within that company. So, um, and you have more play with your schedule because I'm a very family oriented person and my spirit and my energy comes from a doing situation. It's like, I need to schedule. Once I can control my schedule and my kids and everything, then you're going to have a happy person. And I'm going to give you 110% of what I can give you within that time frame, right? And then everything works out well. When you try to mess with that, you're going to have some issues. <laughs> because now you're, you're hitting on my, my heartstring, 
which that means that if I'm not happy, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> Bottom line. So within there, um, I've learned as well, do something that you love and try to, and I'm at the age, I'm thinking long-term, how can I leave this world? And if something should happen to me today, what legacy can I leave to help others along the way? And I partner myself with some of the best people in the business um, because I like to win. I like team. Uh, I know my strengths and weaknesses, and I want to make sure there's a team around me who can make my weaknesses look superstar. (laughs) So so when we came in, uh, you know, uh, the concept of critique, our co-founders and myself, um, we said, we all have the same goal of we want to create something to give back to society and in a sense, a new way of disrupt uh, area. But in the next three to five years, we want this to be the standard of how people help and give feedback globally, right? Um, and we love some of the, 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 it's not really a competitor, but we love some of what's happening in the, in the world of education. We know people is going to learn from YouTube, people read them, but the new generation in a sense, they want accelerated learning now, right? They don't want the delayed gratification. They want it now. So how can we create certain things to marriage education and everything together? So I looked at Masterclass, what's happening there. I looked at Cameo, um, some people. Oh, <laughs> give me one second. The light went down here. Oh. I love that. Oh. That's so funny. It's on a time thing. Once again, I'm utilizing the school. So I looked at Masterclass and see what they're doing in the educational space. I looked at um, um, Cameo, see how they relate. And I looked at TikTok to see what's going on, Instagram, how long the feeds are. So when we design and develop, I'm thinking long term is that I want to be able to be and all the experts said it's masterclass meet cameo in the TikTok world. So yeah. I want to be able to take the brains and the experience of others, such as podcasts, sports, education, business, and how can we take these busy experts, but who also also wants to give back, right? Some of the time, some of them could be only got two minutes a month, but that is yeah. a value to someone else on the other side, right? So a short name that's catchy and fast critique. What can I tell you? Some <laughs> space of learning in an accelerated world to help people. And it's like they're on our shoulder. Like, so when I do videos and give back a personal app on the screen, opens it up into to see the credentials. Um, I'm looking at the content they sent me. I'm reviewing it and mark it up. And while they see my face and I'm talking through it, and then I, I tap the screen and get personal with them and give them more advice or you know, critique and encouragement, and then I'm out and leave them a message and it's gone. And that they can download and use forever. And that was one of my challenges. I probably could have had a world record if I had a mentor that could do this in my, in my area. Now we can go global anywhere, anytime. Absolutely. Love it. So it's some it's a good pointers there, ladies and gents. I hope, that, uh, I hope that you're making notes because there are some really <laughs> big golden gems that robert's dropping here they uh, you know i've been making a lot of notes here which is really really cool stuff robert i I wanted to ask you i know that um i was gonna say to you like in terms of uh like a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners a lot of our listeners one of the key ingredients 
like I believe, like we believe as athletes, ex-athletes, right, is down to self-discipline, right? So without self-discipline, you know, you're going to probably end up floating around, you're procrastinating a lot. What advice do you have for some of our listeners that really struggle with the art, the habit of self-discipline? Where do they need to, where, where should they start? What, what's your advice for that? I, I, you know, I, I probably not an expert in that area. We might have to go to critique for that one, but because uh, I'm self, I'm self, I'm you know, I'm self motivated, uh, right? And the discipline comes from your motivation of Got what it. is your why? Why are you doing it, right? Um, and I, within there, everything that I'm doing, my why is wrong, right? Um, and a lot of my why's deal with balance of lifestyle. Right, very connected family-wise. So, um, to me, everything that I do, how does it look? How does it balance? You know, I, I work hard. I work hard, but when I play, I like to play. <laughs> so it's it's to have the balance of all all worlds. So um, within there, as I said, know what your strengths and weaknesses are, and it's okay to have a mentor. It's okay to have favors and help, right? And put those people in places weaknesses and those challenges and i too have mentors you know i'm you have mentors as well um even now that i've finished sports me getting back in the gym is a, is a challenge <laughs> right to work on me because i'm busy working on everyone else but to work on me specifically so i've put together about three people around me to hold me and get my fitness back on right I like to get my six pack together, you know, my sexy back, you know, and a healthy lifestyle. You know, I can't make Justin Timberlake having all that sexy body by himself. I need to have some too. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, I know that I'm uh, conscious of time because I know that you've got that you're you're currently at a school and you're going to be doing a you're there to do a, a speaking event very yes. shortly, right? Yeah, I'm not speaking. Um, uh, they reached out to me, and I was like, you know, I live four hours away from here. So uh, I'm down here working with some potential OHL and uh, NHL hockey players. But while I'm nice. here, I promise them I will give some of my time and mentor the coaches. That's cool. And some of the athletes. So I'm going to spend the weekend. I send them a program, and then they're going to use Telize Critique as well for any personal feedback for the starts and different things and upload some of those content. So we're, we're a resource to them as well. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I've got one last question before you shoot, if I may. I know that, um, you know, I know that when you started to wind down in 2004, you know, like from an athlete uh, into who you are today, how did you, and again, I'm curious because I've been there where you've been there. How did you... How did you deal with that emotionally, like going from athletes into something that's completely a new arena? How did that how did that affect you emotionally? Did that affect you a lot? My paycheck was a shocker. Oh yeah. So uh as a child, because I, I did a lot of the fundraising myself as a child, in a sense, right. except for the manager part. But after a fire all these things. I did a lot of those myself. I got rid of everybody, got my own fax machine. So I learned those things. So when I'm looking at a a check coming in for 25 grand or 50 grand, um, a one-time check, but I'm looking at it 
here's 365 days. This is how many hours that I put in per week. This is how much hours I put in per day. This is what the value is at the end of the day, right? So when I get that lump sum, I'm saying this regular life. And I'm like, what? $16, $18 an hour? A tax comes out? I was lost. Oh, man. It was a, a movement and a shock in my system, man. And I'm like, no, I, I, no, I can't do this. So I, I need to move into management very quickly. This regular uh, employee stuff is not working. So um, I, so what I end up doing, uh, I embellish my, my credentials. Right? Right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't lie. I just embellish it. So within there, um, someone took a chance. Um, actually, my first job was at the Royal Bank. Right? So we came in as an RBC, an Olympian, and um, I head up uh, part of the team that department. And that was a passion of mine growing up. So, you know, I took one year of uh, public relations at college, right? And I'm busy. And my marketing, I've been doing it since 16. I signed a Nike track at 16, right? So don't tell me I don't know how to do marketing and stuff, right? And speeches and stuff. So I, I watched and I do a lot of their closing meets for the corporate. And I do a lot of the investment area and help sealing the deals and speaking, right? So I'm like, oh, I was influenced give me a kind of money that I feel like I deserve. So we couldn't come to a number and a term. And I'm like, why am I spending $40,000 for an office space that I, I don't like and I don't use? So we, we need to, and I'm never there. I'm always doing an activity for them. So we couldn't come to an agreement. And that's when I learned my true value in the business world, right? And I'm like, you know what? This is the price. Pay it, leave it. It's okay. I go spend it with my family. I'm good either way. And that's I developed the sports business to allow me to charge what I want to charge. And you can pay it or don't pay it. I really don't care. But I'm very busy in that area. And I tell people, I'm just like a doctor. Um, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. I don't like needles. So I did not go to medical school. But I understand medical. I've been in the field for about 10 years in the medical field. But I, I put on my doctor coat and I walk on the track. Right. And they're like, who's that? Right away, I differentiate any trainers, any personal trainers. I, so fast you catch a cold and I charge the same amount just like a doctor and I go about my business <laughs> so love yes it. that's what it's about my friend yeah love it love it love it well listen I'm, I'm conscious of time because I know that you've got to shoot but I'd love to just kind of mm-hmm. find out what what's what's next for you what, what are you working on um we're at critique so critique.com c-r-i-t-i-q um the whole purpose yeah. is to help people globally um people space to go you're going to get experts who's been in the game for a long time. They're well accredited. You look at the bio. Um, they will help and guide you and speed that process up of accelerated learning. At the end of the day, it's going to be the number one platform within the next two to three years. Um, when you think of, I need help, I need feedback, critique.com. Um, you pay your stuff. They send it back to you within four days or less. It's the hottest thing on the planet right now. And once again, um, hey, TikToker, Facebook, Cameo, Masterclass, if you want to come buy us, you come with the right price, and I'll, I'll keep an open mind. I'm never saying no, but I'll keep an open mind. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, um, guys, for you guys that are listening in, I hope that you've Thank enjoyed you. me and Robert's um, conversations. Like I said, if you do have any questions, feel free to post them below here on LinkedIn or on YouTube, of course, and me and Robert will get back to you as soon as possible, Okay. And um, it, right. feel free to connect with, 
with Robert over on social media. His links are going to be below. Make sure you check him out as well. Check out critique.com. Uh, Robert, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And folks, remember out there, keep it strong, baby. You're giving the name right there, the power. Keep strong. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, guys. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. From me and Robert, hope, hope you have a great day, week, month, whenever you listen to this. See you soon and Woo! take care.